Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. The story of Nicodemus coming to question Jesus. Hear these words of scripture. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Hillary. Um, I do. <laughs> okay, I have a confession. Um, last week and this week, I'm standing up here. Well, first week, I ran away this morning because I forgot my phone. And when um, it's 2023, you have to have your phone in order to preach. Did you know that? Um, that's actually real um, because we have online people. But um, last week and this week, I was standing up here and I just started like giggling to myself because I looked out and I just saw everybody and it made me very happy because there's people who have come who we haven't seen in a while on the past few weeks there's new people there's people who have been here forever and they're just still here and it's wonderful and so I just want us to give us a round of applause because we did it we came here today because <laughs> getting out of bed is hard <laughs> like, let, like getting out of bed and getting here and all, being dressed and with the children and all the things like you accomplish something by being here so so good job today is the second sunday of lent and as we walk through these 40 days plus sundays in the proverbial wilderness with jesus our worship series is entitled seeking in this series, we see stories of Jesus encountering people who are seeking. Today, we talk about Nicodemus coming to Jesus in the cover of night. Next week, we'll see Jesus approaching the Samaritan woman at the well. And then the following week, Jesus heals a man who was born without sight. In each of these stories, a person is seeking a new beginning, a different life, or a deeper faith. Each time, what unfolds is an exchange filled with questions and exploration. Assumptions are disrupted, 
and a new perspective is revealed, and mystery grows in that encounter. And so this Lenten season is founded on questions. Each week we have a question, and today it's how do we begin again? These questions that we will look at, they won't necessarily lead us to answers, but they can help us to find clarity and new perspectives. Ultimately, we pray that they will lead to a new beginning, a restoration, and a wider grace for each of us. Because like the characters in our Lenten scriptures, we are also seeking many things. We're seeking clarity and connection, wonder and justice and balance. We're seeking our calling. We're seeking the sacred. We're seeking how to live as a disciple. And throughout the turbulence of these past few years, many of us are asking these big questions about faith and life. We're filled with more questions than we ever have been before, looking at faith through this critical lens. And so we hope that this series will help us to unpack some things together. Some of those big questions in ways that are, are honest and faithful. Throughout this season, we hope that we will continually ask ourselves, what am I seeking? What is God seeking in me? So this Lent, we invite you, we invite each of us into this spiritual practice of seeking. We encourage you to stay curious, open, and nimble. One of our values at Brexville United Methodist Church is lifelong learning. It doesn't matter how long we have been part of a church community. It doesn't matter our age or anything else. We hope that we will each be able to soften our assumptions and expand our, per our perspectives and pray that these questions will in themselves create a safe space to explore together, to be drawn more deeply into fullness of life and into the heart of God. So let us pray. Holy God, as we read your word today, we ask that you would weave answers into this text. Speak to us through this ancient story so that we might find what we are looking for in you. With gratitude and with open hearts, we pray. Amen. In our scripture today, we see Nicodemus. He is a leader of Jewish law. And he comes to Jesus in this late-night, clandestine conversation because he's begun to suspect that Jesus has, in fact, come from God, but he's not yet convinced of it fully. Jesus is not what the Jewish people expected, and so he needs some conversation. And so Nicodemus, this well-educated leader to whom others usually go to to answer their questions, we see him going to Jesus under the veil of night seeking to understand. And he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. 
And see, we see Jesus reply, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And in this statement, it's one of those typical statements of Jesus where somebody asks a question or a prompt, and then Jesus says something that seems out of left field and a little confusing to answer their question in order to get them to think deeper about something. And in this statement, Jesus answers his question, but he invites Nicodemus into this new way of knowing and living out his faith. But Nicodemus doesn't understand. He says, surely someone cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. That can't happen, Jesus. What are you talking about? And so then Jesus elaborates. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Jesus is saying there are two kinds of birth. There's our physical birth, and then there's our spiritual birth. We need both. We are born into this world through the water of birth, and we are also born again from above. This is one of those scriptures that in the Christian church it tends to create, have some baggage along with it. And we've tended to dilute it and sanitize it. We take this idea of being born again from above, and we see it as what I heard described as a TV birth. You know, where everything happens within an episode. It's not messy. There's no blood. All of a sudden, there's this clean three-month-old-looking baby that appears, and everyone is happy. Like, that's it. It's a magic of TV. In the same way, we often see faith just as simple. This easy thing that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can tell this mulberry tree to move over there. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's all you need. It's a one and done. You said the words, forget about it. But faith is more like the real birthing process. It takes time and work and energy. It's filled with blood and tears and, and brokenness. It's messy. And I know my faith hasn't been a one-and-done kind of thing. I've struggled and questioned and doubted. I've shed tears and I've shed metaphorical blood fighting with God and for God. And so when people ask me if I have been born again, my answer is yes, and each and every day, again and again. Because faith is this constant process of being born, born again, born anew, of reorienting ourselves towards God each and every day, each and every moment. Faith is this journey of growth. It's not linear. It has all kinds of ups and downs and twists and turns and somersaults and everything else. But it's movement towards something. It's towards a deeper relationship with God. And throughout the Gospel of John, we see this in Nicodemus and his own journey. Here in this story, we see him not understanding. Like many of us, Nicodemus doesn't get it. He doesn't get God's unconditional love his unconditional forgiveness that overcomes anything we could ever possibly do. 
He doesn't understand these things. It's different than the world he lives in and the world that we live in too. But then that's not the only time that we see Nicodemus. We see him again in chapter 7 of John. And he's among this group of Jewish leaders and he defends Jesus. And then finally, we see Nicodemus at the cross. And he provides spices and oils to lovingly care for Jesus' body. We don't see all of that kind of connective tissue between the stories. The times where Nicodemus argues with other Jewish leaders about who Jesus is or argues with God or even Jesus himself. The moments that he's doubted or had questions. But we see these moments of growth for him of him first coming to Jesus under the cover of night, afraid for anyone to see him going and talking to this man called Jesus. Then, being willing to defend Jesus in public. And then finally, growing in his face to the, faith, face, faith to the point where he is providing this compassionate care for Jesus' own body on the cross. That's this journey of faith, this being born again, again, and again, from above, anew. What if we saw faith like this? If we remember that it's not like this quick TV birth where one episode, the woman finds out she's pregnant and everybody's excited. The next episode, there's a birth and there's a happy baby that's bouncing. And the next episode, they're like three years old or something. But it's more like this real birth that begins with pregnancy, messy and beautiful growth for the baby that can only happen with the guiding hand of the Creator and then go on with the help of others in the community. Because even birth is not an individual thing. It's communal. What if each and every day we saw our days as an opportunity to begin again? knowing that we, we tried our best yesterday, but there were some things that didn't go quite as we wanted them to. And so we're going to try again today. Or maybe you're not ready to start and do that every single day. Maybe we just focus on right now, this moment. Today, in this moment, we have the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion together. And we begin with this prayer of confession each time because that is an offering of a new beginning. I invite you, in this prayer of confession, lay your cards on the table. It's a time when we have the opportunity to speak honestly with God about who we are as well as who we long to be. And in response, God's response to us when we do that, when we come with all of our honesty and our baggage, all of the nasty stuff, as well as all of the beauty, God's response is to wrap us in grace and enable us to begin again. To wrap us in God's arm and say, it's okay, honey. I love you, and you can do this. So together, with God's grace, let us wipe our slate clean. 
Together with God's grace, let us pray this call and response prayer of confession, praying to God together. God of new life, you call us into unknown places. You promise all the stars in the sky. You speak of new life in the Spirit. Over and over and over again, you invite us closer to you. family of faith, hear and believe this good news. There is a grace to God's love that is bigger than we can ever imagine. No matter what we did or did not do yesterday, we have been forgiven. Today, the slate is wiped clean. Today, we are made new. Join me in saying, we belong to God. We are held in God's love. We are made new. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread from his table and he gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then when the supper was over, he took the cup from his table, and again he gave thanks to God. And then he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it, in remembrance of me. Most holy Lord, pour out your spirit on us gathered here, on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, O God, make us one with Christ, one with each other, one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we celebrate an open table, which means that everyone is welcome to come and to receive God's grace. If you are willing to receive, you, we are ready to give that grace. God is ready to give that grace. And with that in mind, being an open table, it is gluten-free, it is alcohol-free, it does have some sugar in it, just to let you know. Grape juice has lots of sugar. But the welcome team will guide you forward, and you can place your used communion cups in the communion rail, For we know, friends, we know that if we are honest with ourselves and with God, we are all seeking something. 
Some of us long for a place to belong. Others seek permission to be who we are made to be. Some of us are hungry for connection, or hungry for justice, or hungry for a glimpse of the divine. No matter what your soul longs for, there is good news to be found here at this table. Because this is Christ's table. We are the guests. He is the host. There is a seat here with your name on it. Come, this table is for you.
Let us pray. Oh God, you are the God of manna and mustard seeds. And we came to this table hungry, and we leave feeling full. Full of hope, full of promise, full of what could be. For we not only found glimpses of you at this table, but we caught a glimpse of the way things could be in a meal where all are welcomed and all are fed. Is there anything holier than that? So thank you, God, for nourishing our curiosity alongside our spirit and our conviction. May we always seek you the way that you seek after us. With a grateful heart, we pray. Amen. Before I invite the choir to come forward and sing, I do want to take a moment and let everyone know that in our parlor and online, we have a wonder board, a way that we can, a place where we can write our questions that we wonder about, remembering and recognizing that we all have questions, that that can bring, that brings unity with us. So today in the parlor, I invite you, if you're here in person, to write your question. Because like Nicodemus, we all have our questions that we ask God in the dark. And online, you can use a kudo board that we have put together, and you can use that to also write your questions together. So let us wonder and seek together this season. Now I invite the choir to come forward as we sing and prepare our hearts and our minds for prayer.
Thank you, choir. We have quite a few prayers that have come through. Uh, Sue asked for prayers of joy for Elise and Patrick, who welcomed a beautiful and healthy baby girl on Friday. And we have several prayers um, for Janet Kleckner, who is a member here, as well as in the mission team that she is with, who are on route to Liberia this weekend for a mission trip. A little plug, if you want to go to Liberia or Africa, um, there's a lady over there, and she can raise her hand. Her name is Kathy DeCreedy, and she can tell you all kinds of information, and there's one, there's two going this summer, right? One going this summer, okay, and then a medical team. Oh, do we have any, we have medical people? Yeah, there you go. All right, anyway, back to prayers. Uh, Austin, uh, Austin's one of our, our little guys up here. He prays for my mom and dad and Addie. And Ruth asked for prayers for uh, her sister-in-law, Jane, who needs some sur surgery that is not able to be done until um, this weekend due to high blood pressure. And Taylor asked for prayers uh, for her grandma, Carolyn, and her family who continue to need prayers and love. Kim is thanking God for multiple answered prayers for family and career. And Kathy asks for prayers for her aunt who is battling cancer and for her dad who will have surgery um, in April. And Shelly asks for prayers for Ron who is recovering from back surgery and for Bruce who is recovering from brain surgery and he is not doing well. And then Christy has prayers of joy for all the new faces that she's seeing at church. With that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Beloved God, we know that you meet us in the shadows, and you welcome our questions. We know that you invite us to begin again with you. And we know that Jesus showed us a new way, a deeper faith, a more compassionate existence. And so we pray that you will help us to remember these things. Oh God, we know that all our beginnings should return to you, our solid foundation. And no matter how many times we lose our way, we know you always welcome us home. So may we be brave, knowing that your spirit gives us the courage to begin again, to return to you, to be born from above. And whatever it is that we are seeking, may you help us discover the answers, weaving your truth into our daily lives. We pray all of these things through the power of your spirit, saying together the words Jesus taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 
as we leave here, our hope is that you take the spirit that you feel here and this message into your daily lives, into the world that so desperately needs and wants God's love. And so our action steps are a way for you to do that. The first one is I want to um, let you know that we have a wall in our parlor back there and that has um, a whole six-month calendar of get-off-your-donkey opportunities. And there's also a take-home calendar for the next six months. And it has a little donkey with a description to tell you how you can get off your donkey. And there are adorable pictures of donkeys. So you can check this out. We also... <laughs> Isn't he cute? Anyway, you can check this out. You can go take a look at the, in the parlor. You can check on bumclinks.com. It has all of the different ways that you can get off your donkey, um, and this has it specifically. Some of the ways are with our blood drive that it's coming up on, um, on March 12th, and then also our missions and community engagement that will be on uh, March 12th after this service. We'll have our meeting, and you're welcome to come to learn, to ask questions. And then on March 18th, Saturday, we will have um, our bike fix-it day, and then we will have on the 19th, on Sunday, March 19th at 5 o'clock, we'll have our chili cook-off. And this is going to be a lot of fun, an opportunity to joyfully gather together to compete with some really great chili and, um, and then raise some money for UMCOR, United Methodist Committee on Relief. Everything that we um, gather together, everything that we collect, all of the money goes directly to UMCOR. So if you would like to have your chili in the running, you can... Um, sign up and let us know. You can sign up back there with the get off your donkeys, the sign up thingy. You can go back there to the calendar and you can sign up. You can sign up online. Um, I am looking at um, my, my email blast that Melanie sends out every week that has like everything in the world that's going on in the church in it. And there's information about the chili cook-off and there's going to be all kinds of, there's going to be a judge's favorite. We're going to have judges. It's going to be very professional. And then we're going to have a people's choice. We're going to have a best presentation. Last year, uh, Dion and Tracy had a do no harm chili that was very mild. And they had little, they had John Wesley all over the place. It was really funny. Um, we have best vegetarian recipe, best hot chili, best mild chili, and then best cornbread. So anything that you want to bring, um, and we will be raising money in many different ways to do that, but you can come, you can bring chili, you can just show up, and you can eat all the chili, but it'll be a great time, 5 o'clock on March 19th. Um, with all of that, we know that God is with us, and I invite you to check out BUMC links, call the office, look at the bulletin, and see all of the different opportunities we have. There's so many that I haven't named, because we know that this is the place for you to come, to be empowered, so that you might go and do God's good work. So let us do that good work and receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Please stand and let us sing together.